Eric, you sent me an article earlier this week that I thought was absolutely one of the most helpful articles I have read in a long time. Um, and I think it would be amazing to share it with our audience. Yeah. So we, I listened to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh, they were interviewing this guy and I can't remember for the life of me what the guy's name said, but it's not helpful <laughs> for anyone. Uh, it was a guy named Kieran Setia. He wrote a book called Midlife. A philosophical guide is sort of the the interview that uh, where I got this concept or where I got this introduction, and then I found this article that that I sent over to Mary. And one of the things he talked about was this idea of purpose. Like a lot of times we get burned out in life, and it's because not necessarily that we're not working hard, but that we're working hard and we're not we're not living without a balance of that. Mm -hmm. And so there's a Greek word called telos or telos, and and the word means basically goal. Or, or, you know, activity. And mm -hmm. one of the things um, Kieran Setia said was, basically, if you think about how we do goals, everything we're doing is meant to extinguish that goal. Right. I'm, I'm working, I'm working so that I can get it done. I'm working, I'm working so that I can be, I can meet the deadline or, or push that out, right? And so even if it's something you enjoy, like I enjoy these podcasts, I enjoy working with clients, but every process on that is moving towards an end where, we're done, right? Sure. And then you, you start another one, you're gonna meet a deadline. And he says, you know, one of the key things to be able to sustain goals, sustain sort of, and not get burned out is adding in what he would call ATLIC. So not TLIC or goals, but ATLIC activities that are really centered around things that you do that are enjoyable for its own sake. Spending time with my kids, spending time with my family, uh, you know, going hobbies. to work and yeah, hobbies and stuff like that. So here's, here's part of why that resonated with me the way it did when you sent it to me is that I have noticed, um, especially with people who are in their 40s and 50s when they come into our office, um, and it's different because when you're, when you're talking to people who are younger, they still seem to have that fresh, like, I'm after it, I'm going for it, I'm, right. I, I have these goals that I'm working towards. But what seems to happen when people hit their 40s and their 50s is that they've accomplished a lot of the goals, right? They're married, they right. have kids, you know, they have the house, they have the car, they have the income, and they're looking at all those things and they're like, why am I still not happy, right? It's like now they what? accomplished the goal and then there's a letdown. And in the article, it talked about like Olympic athletes, for example, yeah. um, like you work your whole life towards this and then you win the gold medal and it's like, well, what happens after that? You know, well, and it's you're like not 60 a, when you get the gold. You're like 20 years old and you're like, what else is beyond this? Now what right? am I gonna do? Yeah. And so what what tends to happen is when you hit goals, either you move the goalpost, right? Or you you have this letdown kind of feeling. And so this is something that actually you and I talk about with regards to our own lives because it's so easy to sit here and be like, well, our clients experience this. But if we're being honest, we experience this too, right? Oh, yeah. And so there's been, um, for me, this really big movement over the past 12 months to baking in like my dreams pipeline, which is different than a goals pipeline. 
And so this right. article was like, oh, good. Okay. I'm on the right track, you know, cause we're all just trying to figure this stuff out. Right. But right. I'm very goal oriented and goal driven. And as soon as I accomplish something, two things happen. One, I'm like, oh man, now there's pressure for me to be able to replicate this, but there's even more pressure because I have to improve upon it. And if you're only living in that state of pressure and deferral of gratification, it is impossible to live happily, I think, because there isn't any balance. You have to have that other side where you're doing things strictly for the sake of enjoyment. Right. Well, I mean, Scott Adams, the guy that wrote Dilbert, made that comment in a book. Uh, I keep quoting the book, How to Fail at Everything and Still Win Big or something like that. And mm -hmm. he's like, goals are dumb because you're always in a state of sucking. And he didn't say that I said that, but like, I, I want to be X pounds or I want to achieve this goal. Like, and you're always not there. And the moment you get there, you start sucking again because you set this other goal. Like, right. so you're always at the sort of mild state of like, man, I suck at life, right? <laughs> and so that I think you're to your point, right? That idea of having things that are of and for their own sake, that doing them is the goal and your goal is not to extinguish it. Uh, and one of the things that this mm -hmm. guy talked about, uh, Kieran Setia was like, even if it's just like, learning about God, learning about stoicism, learning about philosophy. Like, even if it's just that you do those things for their own, they are a reward, a reward in and of themselves. Right. right. Cause I'm never going to get to the end of the universe. Like it's just never going to happen. Um, yeah. and, and balancing that, that piece out was cool. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's, it's painting, right. I mean, I, I right. think I'm moderately okay at it, but by, by no means am I a professional painter, but I get a huge amount of enjoyment from painting until people start asking me to paint stuff for them. Right. right. And then the enjoyment goes away because now it's for an end goal, right. Not just for the sake of painting or getting into a state of flow. And, and I think honestly, I mean, to a large degree, I think financial planning is like this. And, um, and I think the sort of conventional approach to money is all about deferral of gratification, planning for a future, putting the money away and like all those telic goals, right. That, that telic work is okay. But I think what frequently gets neglected is what are you doing today? Right. People tend to skew in one right. direction or the other. And it's really the balance of those things that matter. And that's where, you know, if you've got goals that you're working towards and you're putting money aside for that, you need to make sure that you are also directing some of your finances towards those atelic experiences. Right. And right. Going on yeah. vacation, spending time with the kid. Right. I mean, those things. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be all work and no play. Right. I mean, we've heard, we've all heard that. What is it? All work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. I mean, right. it's, it's the same idea. You've got to have the work side of things for satisfaction and purpose, but in order to keep going for that purpose, you have to have enjoyment along the way as well, where you get to be fully present right in the now. And that's right. where so Dane Espigard had a really great quote when we were talking to him. He said, oh, yeah. there is, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the now. And to me, that's almost the perfect parallel because you've got your goals that you're working towards and you've got dreams that you are realizing along the way and looking forward to. And it's that balance that gives you the power to show up fully in the present moment, right? Yeah, and it's a conversation we have with clients a lot of times is you know if you the key to being in the market is being in the market 
Um, and you know, you lose whenever you're in and out and in and out and in and out, right? You're you're like, I, oh my gosh, we gotta go pull everything to cash because the market's crashing, and then wow. everybody around you is winning. You're like, oh my gosh, I gotta get back in. Right? The the FOMO and the FOLO, right? The fear of missing out, fear of losing out. But I think it's the same with life. Like if I'm grinding, grinding, grinding so much that I just break down and quit, then all of those things I was grinding for just vanish. And so uh, having that balance is what keeps you in the game and keeps you functional enough so that you can keep going, right? And it's sort of right. recharge, burn, recharge, and, and trying to find that healthy balance, I think is key. So I think one of the ways that this should show up on the financial side of things is that as we are working, if we are building a foundation and then focusing on the acquisition of assets that produce cash flow, then we can work really hard towards our goals, right? But those cash flowing assets as we acquire them are going to produce income streams, right? That relieve the pressure on us. And so that each year we're working and making new money, those dollars get directed to more acquisitions. And eventually the money that you need for lifestyle comes from those cash flowing assets, right? And the work that you're doing and, and working towards is about acquiring more assets so that you're giving yourself a permanent raise, right? Hopefully if we're doing it right. right. Every day um, is a bonus. For, yeah. For the rest of your lifetime. Right. And what most people do is they get into this sort of, I think it's been called the rat race before where you work and you spend your money and you work and you spend your money. And so you can't get off the hamster wheel, but if you're working towards the right goals and the acquisition of assets that are going to produce income for you, then you, you gradually get to the point or rapidly, depending on how aggressive you are, get to the point where the income comes in, no matter how you spend your time. And to me, that's almost where you have some of this balance, right? The, the telex side is that you're working and you're doing something purposeful, but when you know you have income coming in, no matter what you're doing, it gives you a permission slip to spend more time in enjoyment and to be very deliberate about what you're doing. But it requires thinking about things in a very unconventional way, because if you're, right. you're looking at the conventional advice, it's just work for 30 years or longer, 40 years, right? And then maybe you get to retire, but there's a high likelihood that you'll have less income at that retirement than you did during your lifetime. And so there's never a point where you're living fully, right? And and so that- Well, and it's there's of, always an element of fear all along the way, right? right? I, I remember an old boss man, and we can close out with this, said, think about how much better of an employee we would be if we didn't need the money. I'm yeah. like, that is- flipping brilliant because it's like I, I would say whatever I thought at work or I would tell my boss or tell my people or I, I would be working because I enjoy the work and I have a real purpose for being here because I don't need to be here right I'm, I'm not putting up with something that I don't really agree with or have to do just because Wells Fargo's <laughs> beating down my door to pay my mortgage every month right, right. And, and so I think that it's that living your best life and your best self and doing what really is sort of your purpose right. um, and, and, and that and, permission slip. Well, and blending that with the things that bring you joy, right? Because yeah, sometimes, absolutely. sometimes working towards a purpose is really fun and other times it's really not right. And so you have to have that balance because it's uh, sometimes the work really is work, right? And so yeah. you have to balance that with the other things in life. And that's where, you know, when, when um, it's, it's almost virtue as a practice, right? It's, it's excellence yep. and accountability, but 
Right. I mean, if, if I just spend all my time at work and I ignore my children, it's kind of like, well, why did I, why did I have them? Right. It's uh, a, <laughs> I could have bought a dog. There, yeah. There has to be that balance between the two. And what I love about this is that for me in particular, I have a tendency to get stuck on the telex side of things yep. um, where I'm just working and working and reaching to hit goals because I'm I, on my strengths finder, one of my top five is achiever. So as soon as I achieve one goal, I'm like onto the next goal. And it's always about getting better. And, um, and so there's always this thread of discontent, right? Because there's, I can always be better. I can always be better. And it's hard for me to be present. And so reading that article and then having that dovetail with the work we've been doing around the dream side of things has given me a permission slip right? To spend that time in enjoyment without feeling like, oh, you should be working right now. Right. And I, I know that that, you know, I'm sure there are some people listening to this that can relate. I don't know how many of them there are. Right. But, but having that permission slip. And in fact, that like, you're not really whole if you aren't doing both sides of this, I think is absolutely important, but that's why the efficiency of the income distribution on the back end is so important because it gives you a permission slip to enjoy more of your money today, right? And so there's that balance between I'm planning for retirement in the future, which is the tell it goal, right? And then a tell it goal of I'm enjoying the life I'm living today. And that's something that I think a lot of financial advisors don't quite grasp. It's just put it all away for some unforeseen future. And I think one of the things that's unique about our approach is that it really has to be about both. Well, because I think at the fundamental level, we understand that we're not dealing with machines, we're dealing with emotional creatures, right? right? I think about my joke about purposes, there had to been some days where Noah was sick building that stupid boat. It's like (laughs) he had a very strong purpose, he knew what he was doing, but it doesn't mean it was always like sunshine and rainbows. So right it's a little bit of balance in the system so hopefully that's helpful and uh, it helped you as much as it helped us as we've been uh, sort of thinking about this so where can they find you mary uh at the wealth woman if you're on facebook or instagram and then you can find me on linkedin uh, also at the wealth woman or as mary kane lyons yeah and i'm on linkedin as eric alexander and on instagram and facebook as economics with eric so hope you have a great week hope you have a great day 